All right, Wes has the funniest jokes that sum up an introvert. I knew that you know, people over the past couple of years that were extroverted became introverted, and they are now afraid of all people and stay in their house or in their cardboard box in the alley all the time. And so let's see what Wesley has found. Yeah, this is from the Twitter page, Introvert Problems, and it's just some of the funniest memes and posts shared on this uh, place. This first one really does sum it up for introvert problems. People always tell introverts to be more talkative, leave their comfort zones, yet no one tells extroverts to shut up and make the zone comfortable. (laughs) True. This other one, nice try, unknown number. I don't even answer calls from people I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that tends to be truthful. Yes, Yes, indeed. And this is one that uh, I know that uh, you, Drake Hall, are a strict adherent to. First rule of any social gathering, always bring your own vehicle so you can leave when you want. It's called... um, Controlling your exit. uh, It's called um, the Irish exit. Oh, yeah. Would you just... (laughs) You just leave and don't say bye to anybody. Or one of my all-time favorites, I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, never are seen again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. More of the uh, introvert, introvert problems here. Introverts are like, I want to be invited. I just don't want to have to go. <laughs> yep. That's funny. Love it. This other person posts that I hate it when I plan a conversation in my head, but the other person does not follow the script. Boy, I know both of those people. <laughs> <laughs> my first instinct when i see an animal is to say hello my first instinct when i see a person is to avoid eye contact and hope they go away <laughs> yep. Yep. i walk really fast every day yep. uh, more introvert problems the life of an introvert really just boils down to working up the energy to act like an extrovert until you can go home and be comfortably introverted <laughs> Boy, these all feel really too close to home. You know, I, I, I'm right there with you. This one is, sorry I missed your call. I was staring in horror at the screen, wondering why on earth you couldn't just text me. <laughs> that, that's the truest one yet. Yeah. And this one is, I hate it when people ask me, why are you so quiet? Because I am. That's how I function. I don't ask others, why do you talk so much? It would be rude. <laughs> Boy, somebody knows introverts really well. All right. This one, uh, someone's quoting uh, something from a gathering where someone said, I thought it would be a nice idea to go around the room and have everyone introduce themselves, including a fun fact. You thought wrong. (laughs) Oh, God. You know, that's like um, at Thanksgiving, if you're at somebody's house or with your family, not at your house. Right. And at some point, someone says... Let's go 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 and, and and ask everybody here at the table what they're thankful for. Oh, Not yeah. gonna happen. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm thankful that you. Uh, I wish you uh, are alive. It's just awful. I'm thankful for. I don't know. Next. Right. Uh, yeah, introverts I, are like a slow website. They might be the coolest site, but usually people don't wait that long for them to open up. Extroverts <laughs> are like pop-up ads. <laughs> that's yeah. funny that's good uh, this on more introvert problems uh, this person post if i was accidentally weird to you once just know i will be thinking about it every night for the next 20 years <laughs> <laughs> weird okay. to you and this one does sum up things nicely the older i get the more i realize how much i love being at home doing nothing uh, that puts a, that puts a very people. fine point on everything. <laughs> right, indeed. That's why the idea of my wife going downtown and Sid going downtown, it it just it made me anxious to think about it, about y'all being down there in those crowds. And that probably is, I don't know if that's being, I guess, overly paranoid or just being realistic. Um, no, I- we went down to the a gold strike uh, for the Derby. And I mean... We walked fast, walked fast into the sports book, made our bets, and got out of there. And it didn't make me uneasy. It, it, I just don't need to be around those many people. It, I just don't need that. And then we came back home, where it was just you know us two, and had a big old time. But having to drive somewhere and go inside around humans, especially in a casino. You don't know what's going through their minds. Desperation, I'm guessing. 
I will. Yeah, I will say I was kind of apprehensive at first because, of course, my husband goes, well, I can't take my knife. So he took a pen. But um, they did wand you at Music Fest. They wanded everybody. So that made me feel. And there were police everywhere um, in, I, uh, in the festival walking around. So, On that note, I think I've told this story before, but I hadn't told my son about it. I, I told him en route to uh, Tunica over the weekend. Uh, this this is the absolute truth, and I look back now in horror that I did this. Uh, the wife and I and a good friend of ours went down to the Horseshoe to see Chris Christopherson two or three years ago, and we ate dinner before the show uh, in in the uh, steakhouse there, and you can walk in the Horseshoe or any casino wide in the open doors where there are this entire floor, hundreds of people that are milling about. It's it's a wide open, if you wanted to, well, they don't want you there as they likely should. Probably should. Uh, considering the, just the booze and the gambling and the getting pissed. So I didn't think about what I had in my pockets, not for a minute. And we went over and we ate dinner and I went to the bathroom and I came out to walk over to see the show. Well, there at the door of the concert room are two people about to wand you. And I thought, y'all got to wait a minute. And I looked at my wife and said, I, and she read my mind and she said, dude. So I turned around and walked to the bathroom of the restaurant in my right pocket, I had a small firearm. In my left pocket, I had a pretty good-sized knife. They're both made of metal, you see. Yes, yeah, turns out. I'd have been locked up. and uh, So there was a big picture of Jack Binion, I believe, above the toilet. It was not um, nailed to the wall very tightly. So I took this Derringer and put it behind that picture frame oh wow and made it stick there i hoped i took the knife and put it the trash can had the a, a plastic bag and a bunch underneath it like they do yeah mm-hmm. and so i put the knife under the plastic bag on the rim of it hoping that nobody would change the bag out before i got back so we go in and sit down and watch Chris and hear all the songs. It was really great. And then I race to the bathroom when it's over with to see if my stuff is still there. There's nobody in there, so I reach behind the picture, pull the gun out. It's right there. And I check the trash can. The knife is right there in pocket, out the door. But... The paradox to me is you can walk in that place where you could do a lot of damage to a lot of people really quick, but nobody thinks to check you. But you walk into a room with a concert and and they check you there. Why not check him at the front door? At the front door, yeah. <laughs> well, they, uh, they want to be, I guess, as welcoming as possible to everyone who is willing to come in there and potentially lose a lot of money to them. But on the other hand, Chris Christopherson would prefer not to be shot to death by a deranged fan. I suspect <laughs> so, but yeah. uh, anybody there playing the you know, nickel slots likely didn't come down to get shot either. Oh, sure. So... Uh, Seems like nowadays, shoot Chris, Jesus. No, it seems like nowadays they would at least have something that you walk through at the front door, even if it's not a person with a wand. No, I mean it's twenty twenty three. I mean, I hate to, but you know, but yeah, that made me feel comfortable. Where there have been, what did I read this morning? A thousand mass shootings so far this year. That is four or more people in this, you know, day and time. It seems like anybody that is in charge of any kind of gathering that involves a, a lot of people in a building, you would really want to check somebody before they just walk right in there and something bad goes down. Mm-hmm. But it didn't, that has never crossed anyone's mind. That's why crowds these days, I, I don't want to be in any kind of crowd. 
but this one downtown went just fine over the weekend, and I guess this makes us all kind of paranoid, whether it should or not. But uh, I guess well, the the uh, moral here is don't go into places with things you likely should not have on you, like your 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 you know you this this a pin thing. If you're trained in you know stabbing someone's eye out, that might come in handy. Ah. Uh, but a gun or a knife, uh, not a good idea. Right. Well, and the other day, just a few days ago on Beale Street, somebody was, was somebody who sells like LED stuff on the street with a cart was grazed by a bullet or something. And I saw some posts and then a few days later, the guy was already out. I don't know. So I was, last. that week, was on the back of my mind going to me. Last week down here somewhere. Uh, this finally happened. There was, uh, I don't know where this was, uh, but a kid was outside playing and got hit in the head by a falling bullet. Hmm. And how many times have you been told you don't shoot guns off in the air just to show how cool you are? It it, it didn't kill this kid, I don't think, but just the fact that it happened shows you why all these warnings are necessary and that this kind of stuff happens all the time anyway just be careful that's all you can do where where were we i forgot oh we were on introvert memes like uh okay this one about i hate when someone rings my doorbell because i have to drop whatever i'm doing to be silent and pretend i'm not home (laughs) (laughs) oh my god but everybody does that yep dogs would spoil it though but that's okay that's Eh. well maybe not so more of the introvert problems, my friend says, how do you stay in the house all day? Me, all my stuff is there, and I don't like people. Exactly right. <laughs> all my stuff's here, I ain't going nowhere. This is a picture of someone's daily calendar, and with the label, I'm sure all introverts can relate to this. 1 p.m., a call. 2 p.m., recovering from, a call. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I don't, I mean, even with my... My children, I try to keep it, you know, as succinct as it needs to be. And, um, you know, there's no, I don't, I don't want this phone in my hand or up to my ear. I just don't. Yeah. Yeah, A few more of these. Do you ever get pre-annoyed? Like you already know someone is about to piss you off. (laughs) (laughs) That again happens to everybody too. It takes, I think when you encounter somebody and I encountered two people over the weekend one at Lowe's, one at the bank, that stopped me. And I'm always appreciative that they want to know, you know, what's up and, you know, where'd you go and where are you and how you doing? And, yeah. Um, right. They aren't, they don't mean any harm at all. Uh, but this one guy walked up to my car and it scared the crap out of me. And nice dude. And we talked for, for a, you know, uh, when, when someone goes, hey, man. You know it's oh, about God. to either get really stupid <laughs> or really sweet, but let's make it brief. You know, thanks so much. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. But right. your car, personal space. Yeah, that's kind of... Yeah, my at kid... Least yelled from afar to you in your car, not walk up on you. Uh, Jeremiah <laughs> said uh, we went into the a gold strike the other day, and and his his first comment was, please don't let me see anybody I know. <laughs> I said, "Yep, you're my son. You're my kid." Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was enough. There. I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, and this place is not hard to explain, but it is two things in one, right, Sid? Um, yes. The Hook Point Brewing Company. When you walk in the door, the first thing you see is the bar and the thirteen taps of various kinds of uh, craft beer. And Mike and Mark, the guys that operate this place, are really into craft beer making. And they make it out in uh, Collierville, and then they've got it all there. All different kinds, um, uh, made from healthy ingredients. Some are really strong, down to the one that has about 90 carbs, and uh, it's, it's light, if you will. So they have all of those things, and some of them are in cans and in bottles. Over to the left is the ready room, right? I can't make sure I'm getting the right room right, but there are two rooms there. One is for eating, and we sampled some of the food, uh, and this is not your usual kind of bar food. This is elite 
really well made food. We so tr- delicious. Well, it's really good, and um, the place has kind of an aviation theme. Uh, Mike was a pilot in the Navy and a pilot now for uh, FedEx, so it is a thematically laid out uh, concept down to the names of the beers. Uh, we had some uh, the uh, snacks after burner bites were really good. They have all kind of things. They have sandwiches. One is named the Steve McQueen. So you know this is a cool place. Mm-hmm. And they have um, Wednesdays, they have, let me get this these dates right so I don't tell this wrong. Um, I can tell you. Wednesday through Sunday, all right, mm-hmm. for lunch. And... And dinner. The full menu. It's and it it just really is great food. This, this is not you know greasy bar food. It's just excellent. And we had that plus all the beers, and uh, it's laid back. There are some TVs there to watch sports on, but the 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 uh, front room is all the beers. Over to the side is a bigger room to dine, and we both enjoyed it. Sid and I went and really uh, enjoyed just how it feels and the food. We did not dive into the beer. That would have taken some preparation and a car ride home. So, yeah, it was three o'clock uh, in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that that usually wouldn't matter, but uh, these days it does. So uh, the Hook Point Brewing Company and the Ready Room, these guys are uh, in business and they're doing. They've been there for about two months now. And they hope to grow Brookhaven Circle, which is right around. It's on the west side, right around that curve. So I encourage you if you get over in that area to stop in. And see this place. It's really an excellent uh, uh, kind of an air in the room, and it just feels good. And it's uh, there's lots of things about about um, uh, about flying, aviation, and such. Mm-hmm. And the beers' names reflect that. They aren't in front of my face right now, uh, but they're they have them. Just look around, ask for them. We thank them very much. Hook Point Brewing Company. Thank you guys. All right. What else do we have here? What did Sid have? Funny tweets about couples. Yes. (laughs) This one says in parentheses, getting ready to go on vacation. Me. We're getting in the car. My husband. Okay, I just need to take a quick shower and reconfigure the whole sprinkler system. (laughs) (laughs) And Pat. Yeah, Yeah, right. Uh Tiffany says, my husband and I are going on a cross-country road trip. I'm in charge of snacks and entertainment. He's in charge of driving straight through and beating the GPS time. Clearly, we both know our strengths in this relationship. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Beating the GPS time. Yeah. Uh, wife. And don't, Finally, and don't say you haven't tried to do it because we all have. Oh, my gosh. We are so excited when we say, when we look at the thing and, and, and we just made up two minutes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> wife. Finally, weekend getaway for just the two of us. Also, my wife. Are you going to breathe like that for the entire trip? (laughs) (laughs) Too close, too close. Annoying. Just be nice. This woman says, traveling with your husband is fun because no matter where you go, you'll still end up in a Walmart buying the one thing that was entrusted, that he was entrusted to pack. (laughs) Without fail. Ain't that the truth? On our wedding, on our, on our wedding night. I had, my dress required certain kinds of undergarments, not the regular ones that you wear every day. So that got left. So we had to go to a Walmart. Whose fault is that? Yours. I know. Well, and and yes, it is. Well, and friends were helping clean up and packing. No, it's totally my fault. But I don't know how. So we ended up having to go to a uh, a Cancun Walmart (laughs) and get an undergarment. So anyway, Cancun has Walmarts. Yes, <laughs> at least wow. they did in 2000. And they had the um, right undies too. Not really. It was kind of weird, but it was the best. It sounds kind of weird. And I like can't just go around with nothing. So yeah. So, so how do you ask somebody at a Walmart in, in a Cancun where the drawers are? Well, you know they they speak English. Okay, good. So. Well, good for them. All right. Um, so here's one that's uh, tr- uh, vacation funny tweets from couples traveling with your husband. No, hold on. That's what I just said. Step one of going on vacation is having a giant argument, rehashing everything for the last decade of your marriage because you're both so stressed about getting everything ready to go on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I do find it anxiety-inducing, and I always, I've, I've tried to learn over the years to not get 
so anxiety ridden. And I start to, uh, I tend to, um, about two days before to start pulling out all the things I'm going to need. And they lay around the house for two days. <clears throat> I don't need them yet, but I get anxious and want to have it all out so I can see it and then pack it up. And then I, I just don't, I, we have, we have been, we went out of town three times last year. Um, once this year, that was more of a, not a fun trip, but more of a, a family thing. But just the idea of going someplace just starts to make me nervous anymore. I, I don't want to. All my, you know, once again, all my stuff is here. All your yeah. stuff is there. Well, you have a zoo of animals that you have to make sure they're taken care no, of while God, you're gone. So. And I've got a story about that, too, from the weekend. But I'll go ahead now. <laughs> this girl says, me, happily buzzed in the sexiest vacation mood possible. Husband, I wonder what the wattage is on this hot tub. It can't possibly be efficient. oh my god nice uh this girl says when my husband thinks of rv trips he's thinking camping adventure outdoors nature and i think of those things too but also let's stop at the garden center because we could fit a lot of plants in this thing to take back home (laughs) (laughs) true that yeah uh, this guy says, my wife, we're going to relax this vacation and not plan too many activities. Also, my wife, today we're, gonna, we're going to a palm frond macrame class, followed by a bathtub snorkeling for beginners, a how-to hibachi course, and then we have to hurry so we can watch the pineapple grow by sunset. <laughs> there is nothing worse on earth uh, than going to see friends out of town. And I had one friend especially that did this with his wife. Um, let's say that we're going to be there for, for about three days. She has every hour or two planned down to a science. What time lunch is, what time dinner is. Um, that just ruins the entire thing for me. I don't want any plans to be made. This is vacation. Let's leave it open. Mm-hmm. And if you have plans for going out to eat that night, that means that if they have a pool, by about noon you're in it, and you're pouring down <laughs> beer like it's never going to be in your hand ever again. And then come time to go out to eat, you're seeing double, and it's a bad, bad deal. <laughs> right. Don't plan shit for me to do. I don't like that. I'll make my own plans with my partner, and y'all stop making plans. I don't want to go anywhere. I've already seen plenty of shit in my life. Next. <laughs> Next. <laughs> this one... This one says uh, uh, funny tweets from couples accidentally activated vacation dad by telling my husband there is construction on our way to the airport. We are now leaving at 3 a.m. for a 5 p.m. flight. We live 20 minutes away. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> now, that, that's excessive, but I, I kind of get where he's coming from. Yeah. Uh, this guy says. My wife was my wife was somehow swapped out by aliens on vacation. We got home and she, we got home and she quickly emptied her suitcase and put everything away. That's not her. She usually takes at least two weeks. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you again, a mm-hmm. personal life thing. The minute I walk in the back door, I usually have about two bags. I put all the dirty clothes where they go. I put everything I've got away immediately. I can see her bag sit in the bedroom or bathroom for at least two weeks before it's ever opened. I don't understand that. But I guess it is it a girl thing? Yeah, maybe, because that I do that too. Now, I'll put the dirties in the dirty hamper right away, of course. And you got to get out your hair stuff and your makeup and stuff. But sometimes if it's like a pair of pants or... A pair of shoes I'm not going to wear. I don't care about. I just it just stays in the bag for. I have yeah, to couple, have everything in its place immediately. <laughs> that's nice. Obsessive, compulsive, much. I think no, I that's tend good. To I mean, that's good. Way you, too many of these bad habits. All right. Well, then you then you know where everything is because they're inevitably. I want those pants. You know, three weeks later, and I don't know they're in the bag still. So I'm looking frantically in the closet for them, and I'm bitching the whole while. And I have in the bag. to know where all my hair products are upstairs <laughs> in the bathroom. I have to yeah. know where, where where all my stuff is immediately. I don't like things undone, so I'm just a freak. All right, go ahead. Here's no, here another couple. This woman says, "I love traveling with my husband because it gives us an opportunity to bicker in a new and exotic location." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, yep, yep. Uh, 
This guy says, vacation is just your wife not liking any of your restaurant suggestions closer to the ocean. <laughs> oh, that's not true. We have this, the a very same taste, and in New Orleans especially, we have found so many great, great restaurants. We have no, no complaint. Although she will not eat sushi or Thai food or anything weird. Um, so oh, I'm, 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 so good. I'm just on my own with that whole deal. Good stuff. All right. Wesley has something that's been here for a couple of days on our list of news headlines. The newest thing you don't need. And the word is floof. The floof. That's right. What is this? What the heck this is, is a thing taking over the internet that is essentially a human-sized dog bed. And this is was written up in House Beautiful, and the story person says we're currently obsessed. It's a way you can hide away while eating your favorite snacks or sneaking in a nap before dinner because of the floof, the ultimate cuddle cave. What? This is, again, the newest thing that you don't need, but a lot of people are probably going to get anyway. How about your bed? I know. Well, see, the thing of, that is a apparently appealing to this is you can be at hand if you want to be but you've got these walls around you as you sit on something comfortable i guess on the floor i'm not sure i really get it they are fluffy lounges lined with high-end fake fur and they go in uh, to the filling being soft and thick and everyone who sees it will be jealous if you're a parent or a pet parent it's up to you whether you let the kids or uh, pets climb into this thing and it's they they're selling it like what it feels like to be inside the world's softest beanbag. The flu and it's a sensation on the internet. Apparently so. I have I have not done any research to confirm that, so I don't know. But you know they're made by hand and only cost between three hundred thirty and four hundred sixty dollars. Only so. <laughs> Jump right in to your floof and let us okay. know what you think. Wait a minute. I, this sounds like a load I, of horse. I was going to ask you. All right, wait oh, a yeah, minute. Was... Yeah, okay. It's designed. The first, thing, first thing that pops up here is the floof is taking over the internet. Yeah. <laughs> this is from the end of April. A flute is a floof is a cozy, human-sized dog pillow for napping, reading, and getting cozy. Here's why everyone needs one for lounging in their homes. Whoever sold this wolf ticket to somebody? <laughs> uh, oh, all right. It is like Wesley described. Yes. It's like a big bag. Yeah, it looks like a bag. And there's a chick sitting in it reading. What? So um, it looks like a, a magical bag hideaway. My ass. Go into a closet. <laughs> um, <laughs> An Etsy favorite designed by Rose, the founder of Floof Couture. These fluffy pillows are oversized pockets of cloud-like goodness you'll happily use as a portable reading nook. Why don't you sit your ass down in a chair or go outside? <laughs> they're, they're lined with high-end faux fa, fa, fur and sewn with a durable Brazilian wax cord. Yeah. The filling is soft and thick offering all the support you need to relax in peace. Everyone sees it, who does see it, will be jealous. No, they won't. They'll think you're a moron. Um, yeah, you found I the same just, article I just I did. don't understand this at all. My dog would be in that thing in a second, and it would be it, oh, it would not be mine. And I don't understand this at all. $300? Uh, all right, let me... T- uh, let's, oh, yeah, and here's a, here is a video entitled... What the floof? Uh, that's cute. And, uh, <laughs> most adorable puppies and hilarious dogs compilation. I think I'll have to pass on that. Okay. On the note of dog beds and yes. where they sleep. Wes has two creatures. Where do they sleep? They have their own beds to sleep in through the night, uh, through the day when they're just lounging around and sleeping there, either on the couches or on, sprawled on the floor if it's warm. All right, Sydney, do you have Silo in a kennel still? Yes, she's in a kennel overnight because even if she shakes once and her tags make noise, it'll wake me up. I can, she cannot sleep in our room. She's she's in her own room. Okay, let me <laughs> explain it. what we did this weekend. Um, these two big dogs, and they are they they they're both big dogs. One's a lab, one's a golden, and 
during the day, they stay in the kitchen. There's a gate. They cannot get out into the house. They go out back. Um, there are three decks out there, and they get to run once a day, and get it. You know, just 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 go run. So I told my wife, and we have two giant kennels in the front room, which makes that front room uh, halfway really nice, and the other half <laughs> looks like a boarding place for dogs, and I hate it. So one of them is four, one is three. It's a, it is time to move along to the next steps. we we'll get these kennels out of here. So I bought a dog playpen uh, on Amazon. It was a hundred and something dollars. What it is is about seven or eight different pieces that you can turn into any kind of size you want. Mm -hmm. And so we moved out the kennels and it looked so good. And so she was gone on Saturday and I'm here and it's about 9.30, 10 o'clock, it's their bedtime. And so this playpen wasn't put up yet. Just their little beds were laying on the floor. And so I said, all right, guys, bedtime. And they usually bolt to their kennels, lay down, they're asleep, it's oh, over. Good. Well, with the kennels gone, um, Allie, the white golden, walked in there and she was very confused. And she <laughs> sniffed every part of that room, every part of everything. And the big lab, Lucas, would not come out of the kitchen. He was freaked out. And he wouldn't have it, any of it. And so she walked around and I thought, just please don't squat and pee someplace because you're confused. <laughs> and I tried this for three hours. Oh, and wow. They, they oh would gosh. not... He would not come out of the kitchen, but she'd walk in there and go, mm, okay, this is not my bed. Well, so the wife gets home and she puts up the big playpen and got him in there and uh, they went to sleep eventually. But this morning when I got up, they were sitting up going, what in the world have you done to us? <laughs> now, 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 I guess that they slept, but they are not pleased. So the idea is to move this thing into the bedroom and let them sleep in there on their beds beside us. So mm -hmm. we'll see how that goes. But many of you have probably had to do this, you know, transference of, you know, bed to a new place. It ain't going well here so far. So <laughs> wow. they love their That's, kennel houses. They, they love that. their little houses, man. But <laughs> I'm not going to have these giant, giant things in the uh -huh. main nice room of our house anymore. <laughs> and funny. so now they got to get this figured out. So it'll require therapy for them, I'm sure. And um, I, I don't know. It was it was <laughs> just strange. And they're both a little bit freaked out by the whole thing. Is it like um, a, a fence thing that you can kind yes, of set yes, up any? any yes. Yeah. We had yes. one for a puppy or something once, but I can't imagine yours not jumping over that thing unless yours is way taller than mine. They can't. It's too oh, okay. tall. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Okay. Okay. So anyway, uh, and Wes has a story that says man's new best friend is dot, a dot, dot. Uh, it's AI, apparently. Uh -huh. Yes. It's, it, this story starts by talking about what all we would do for our pups and pets, and everyone knows that. So this company called Companion has got a subscription doggy AI kind of device that will dispense treats for its investors, they say. Uh, it's a smart device designed to be a playmate and nanny for dogs. It's a, it's a box, basically. It's got an onboard computer, AI software, a camera, so owners can watch their dogs via this app. And the machine uses AI, machine learning, to track dogs' physical and emotional health through movement and routine. And they are set up in this thing to, to have stimulation and entertainment for the dogs with interactive games and obedience practices. Uh, practice, so it has a automated treat dispenser, and that's really what we've got on this. So somehow this thing interacts with the dogs at your house and keeps them occupied. And if they're you know dogs with high energy, they need to stay occupied on something. Yeah. Or it, or at least it just keeps an eye on them, so you can see if they're 
you know, laid out on the couch, all peaceful and zen, or if they're, you know, tussling a little bit too hard. Now what it needs is a microphone so you can shout at them from wherever you are at them to get them to stop doing that. Stop eating the chair. (laughs) Exactly. So it's called Companion, and they've got the the website where they've got this thing, pre-orders already happening, shipments should go out sometime next summer, and there's a cat device that uh, Companion hopes to launch later on afterward, so... I don't know. I'm, I have mixed feelings about this. It sounds this. kind of... It sounds a little um, interesting and compelling. It's the smartest thing I've heard from AI yet. If it works. Yeah. If it if it works like it's supposed to, which, you know, is great. It's I, I guess if you have a dog, especially if you just have one dog, and you've got to be away from home for hours at a time, this might be a really good thing for it. Interesting. Well, God, the things we go through for these beasts, it's just unbelievable. I know. I know. It's all the toys, all the possibilities, man. It's It just never ends. Well, if they're healthy and okay, it's a, it just helps your life in general. Oh, so yeah. Take yeah. care of them and get their meds every month and, you know, just take care of them because it's important. All right. Uh, over the weekend, Taylor Swift... Was in Nashville, two shows from all the reviews I've shown. She did a mind-blowing concert. I guess two shows up there. Three, um, I think. Three? Well, she, I don't know what she does. But by all accounts, these shows are, they're, they're three hours long, 42 songs. Jeez. So she um, is holding up her end of the deal. Now, this show came, uh, this, this story comes from Nashville. Happened over the weekend, I believe, on Sunday night. Didn't she play on Sunday, too? Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, this is uh, a freaky deal. Um, I don't know if this hotel manager was inspired to do something this strange because of going to her show and just being so excited he couldn't, he just couldn't handle himself. This guy stayed at the Hilton in Nashville. Yeah. And he goes back to his room and goes to bed. And he woke up in the middle of the night to a person at the end of the bed sucking his toes. Wow. That's weird. It was the hotel night manager had come into his room and was sucking on his toes. Um, the guy freaked out, as you might imagine, and the manager, David Deal, 52, has been arrested and charged with aggravated toe-sucking, burglary, and assault. <laughs> aggravated toe-sucking. That, that really isn't true. Uh, he was from Texas, and this freaked him out beyond belief. Uh, the manager... Um, I guess he had seen the guy earlier in the day and the guy wakes up and there's a guy at the end of his bed in a uniform, name tag on it. And he was talking to him, but not giving him any sensible answers as to why he was in the room. He told the guy he had smelled smoke and wanted to check on the guest. Ah. He didn't tell the cops that story because he spaced it because he was just being a perv and was in the room. That's a good way to get your ass kicked or get shot if you're doing something like that. But what a horrible rush. Jeez. Oh, yeah. That's oh, just, gosh. Uh, somebody would get smacked, kicked, shot, stabbed, something like well, that. That's, uh-uh. that's just unbelievable. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Taylor Swift inspires people to do bad things. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, I, I don't think it's Taylor's fault. I, yeah. I, I don't blame it on little Tay-Tay. She's just doing the best she can, yes. bless her heart. Apparently, right, she uh, got dumped on Sunday because it rained its butt off and there were lightning delays. Was she delays. outside? Yeah, it was Nissan I Stadium. Didn't know that. Oh, okay. and, and, yeah, and, uh, and so the concert ended at 1.30 because it was delayed like three hours. That would suck. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, but you can't control the weather and you're not going to go no, out there but, with lightning around you. No, no, with that. no. Oh, God. Well, anyway, uh, coming up uh, here in a bit is to the brand new Between the Grooves. This one is a theme on songs about flowers. And the mixture of artists in this, if you don't find from uh, Spinal Tap to Nat King Cole, Johnny Cash, The White Stripes, 
Um, it's pretty weird, but it's pretty fun. It's about flowers, and in the the the, the middle part is about eight nine songs about roses. So that was my inspiration was watching our roses out here bloom and other things are and all the things that I thought were dead. How many of you out there reacted too early because some of your plants turned brown and you had them pulled up? That was a mistake for many people. We, wait, we thought, you know what, we're going to just wait till the middle part of May, which we're almost uh, at now. And everything that was brown and dead has greened back up. All the leaves, almost everything. So hopefully you were patient. Uh, they won't bloom this year, some of these things, but they have at least put leaves back on this, you know, wood that appeared to be dead. And that's a good thing. So, but it is time to start planting all your other stuff because I think that all the cold and the wet, well, the, the, the wet will always be here, but the cold is likely gone. So thank goodness for that. Mm -hmm. uh, one more thing I wanted Sid to do was five ways to get rid of spam texts. Now, I have been getting a few, and the, and the ones that make me the most uncomfortable are the ones from real people uh, offering to buy my house. And uh, they're a little bit yeah. too personal, and it's like, dude, um, how do you have my phone number? Which is easy for anybody to get now. But you know where I live, and you, and you have my uh, phone number. I don't like that at all. Um, so they kind of come in spurts. They'll come, and then, then, then they'll stop. So what are these tricks, Sid? Yeah, and I forgot about the home stuff, because we get those, too. Or it might that. say, you know, something might say, it's so-and-so from your bank. Your payment can be, can't be processed. Please yes. reprocess by clicking yeah. the link below. No, no, no. no, no. no. So things you can suspended. do. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't yeah, do that. Yeah, uh -uh. Don't fall for scams. Um, carefully read messages. Ignore unknown contacts, obviously. I mean, don't write somebody back if you don't know who the heck it is. Yeah. Right. Uh, obviously, if you don't know, but everybody should, government agencies don't initiate contact contact, contact by text. The so IRS will never call you or never text you. That is entirely baloney. Do yeah. not text. Uh, put yourself on do not text lists. It's the do not call registry. And so you can do uh, that. We've done it and it helped. Uh, really? 888, yeah, 1-888-382-1222. Uh, yeah. Consider using al an alternative number. You could set up a Google voice number or any other alternate burner number. Um, never share personal information over text like a credit, you know, like a social security oh, number or no. bank account no, details no, no, or anything like no. that. Never do that. No. Never, never. And then number five, involve your service provider and change this one important setting on your phone itself. Uh, in other words, you can forward any suspicious texts to spam, 7726. It spells out spam, and it says most providers like AT&T, T-Mobile, and Verizon will launch an investigation to take steps to stop receiving spam messages. Really? That's cool. Yeah, I did huh. not know that either. And it says um, you can... Well, it, there, it gives, in the story, it gives, you can forward entire messages to certain AT&T email addresses as well. T-Mobile offers scam protection with scam ID and scam block. So just check into with your carrier and see what they offer because huh. that can be done. Yeah, that's mm. cool. I did not know that last thing. Yeah, yeah, those things get to be. My uh, email Sorry. has stopped getting this barrage of things every day. Really weird, abstract stuff. And if you try to go to it and to um, unsubscribe, oddly, there's no unsubscribe button. So be careful what you do with your stuff. Uh, on the way is the today's uh, new Between the Grooves podcast about music. I want to thank everybody. If you have listened to us uh, the past couple of days or been on social media, uh, you've seen that we are doing a little campaign, if you will, to uh, support Drake Digital. The reason for this, I explained kind of on the air in a little um, two-minute piece. If you live in this town and if you have noticed the changing landscape of radio stations, this is the uh, one of the first signs of, I don't want to say the end of radio, but I want to say that it is the um, a precursor to FM radio being 
irrelevant, I'm afraid, because I have spent the majority of my life in it. I have friends who are in it still. Uh, but FM 100, for example, one of the oldest, most well-known FM stations in the country. I heard them when I was a kid uh, back in Murray, Kentucky, and they were one of the first FM stations that was that did the FM broadcasting with, you know, with, it was just a, you know, wide open thing, playing whatever that they wanted to. It was really fantastic. 300,000 watts. And those kind of stations are few and far between. So with times changing and companies that are selling these radio stations, uh, they were sold or some, they, what they did was, is they took a 100. They're going to be off the air either now or very soon. And there was a country station in town, it's still here, called The Wolf. And they are putting that on that frequency. Now, the minds behind the scenes in the corporate world, I don't know why they do what they do. Um, uh, but it is, I believe, their lack of focus the past couple of years and not knowing what they're doing because they're corporate people that manage money and don't understand broadcasting. And you can see it all over the place. And they're making these things, and there are three big companies in radio that own all the hundreds of stations in America. And wherever you go, if you go from Memphis to San Antonio to Tallahassee uh, to Chicago, it all sounds alike. And it's not entertaining. And it is full of bad music programming, and endless commercials. They're trying to survive. And those days are, uh, it's, it's not going to be long before everybody is out of a job. Rock 103, where most of us began, and, and I, by that I say me, and Bad Dog McCormack, and Spencer, and Bev, uh, Drake and Zeke, uh, Chris Jarman, we all began there. Uh, and... That radio station was at 102.7, right? Rock mm -hmm. 103. And last week, uh, you punch in there, and they're gone. And they're playing uh, Kiss FM, the top top 40 hits of the day. They're trying to take up or to gain listenership that has disappeared because FM 100 has disappeared. And so Rock 103 is now Rock 102 on some bad frequency, and it is a real slap in the face to the legacy of that radio station. Those are just two things going on in one market. So we uh, have been involved on two stations the past three years. None of that went very well because they weren't very strong, and there were just issues endlessly. So doing it on the Internet uh, was pretty much the last way to go about this, and that's what we're doing. And uh, this kind of format is pretty new to the business, and it's not, it isn't a widespread thing yet. How long it lasts, I don't know. Uh, but it takes uh, some money and support to make this function. We have no budget of any kind. And what it takes to do this is, um, it takes time, and it takes some money for, you know, various obvious things. So, that's why, like NPR, you know, we ask for uh, support to keep this thing going. And you can go to the Facebook page or the website uh, or the app and uh, support, if you wish, via PayPal. And many folks have so far, and we thank you for that. But uh, that's my speech. And if you want to support it, uh, great. Go ahead. The future of this, we have no idea. If we can, can, you, uh, if we can keep on to play all this fantastic music, it'll be fine. But there are questions about publishing. And so we sit and wait for what um, this will bring. But for the meantime, we'll be here, and um, you can support us by doing what I just said, if you'd like to, all right? So thanks for that. Appreciate you. And um, Thursdays will be Ask Lawyer Bill. That's tomorrow. And we're going to uh, invoke a little bit of uh, the knowledge that Bill shares in his podcast, and then take some of your calls. So any uh, questions you have for Lawyer Bill, uh, text those to Sid, 878-9420, and we'll ask those of Bill.
You had a text you wanted to mention there, Sydney. Yes, and several people wrote in. Thanks, I am supporting you now. Thanks for you know posting the the uh, the link on Facebook and the website. So thank you, Philip and Jenny and Steve. And this this other person says, love the podcast, love the shows. Drove to Pittsburgh and back without hearing the same song twice. The new rotation right. is great. Where else can you hear the Wishing Well by Free while waiting in the drive through for chicken nuggets? Nowhere. I'm here Nowhere. to support you. Yeah, he says, I'm, or he or she, I'm here to support you guys. I, I gave my support today. This was Sunday. Thanks for playing the best rock and roll ever made. Keep the faith. So thank you. Well, thank you. That, yeah. that, uh, that is inspiring. And it's a little hard to tell uh, how many folks are, you know, the, the, I mean, we, we, we've been here for Jan, Feb, about four months, right? And um, so it's hard, without any kind of marketing, it's hard for us to know who's out there, and, and we get a, a general idea. Uh, but some folks don't know where we went, and we're here. Um, and let me also say that this is not any kind of a, um, you know, begathon. It isn't a radiothon. We're not going to die. This is not in any way uh, to be compared to giving money to St. Jude or to helping sick children or uh, sick veterans. This, it, we're not trying to do that. We aren't begging for nothing. If you want to support this and allow us to keep doing it, great. And I believe it would be uh, an unfortunate thing to have all this music for one thing and us just be, you know, not here anymore. It may happen. I don't know. But uh, just by way of trying to explain what's happening with the broadcasting business, uh, that's not good. Uh, it's a tough time for anybody in radio. And we aren't in radio. We're in this, whatever right. it is. So, again, we thank you. And on the way in a moment is the new Between the Grooves. We'll see you later. This is Drake Digital. <laughs> 